What a Weird Week, Season 3, Episode 8, for November 5th, 2021. This is the one with the very large potato. Hi, everybody, it's weird. This is like crazy being here. Like really weird, weird tale. Well, I got a great show for you today. It's so wonderful. Weird stuff. Thanks for coming back to What a Weird Week, the top 10 countdown of weird stories from the news. If you click the show notes, that can get you back to all the stories we're talking about in more detail. Let's go. 10. Grocery store in Nebraska set a world record for the biggest ice cream sandwich. It was almost 3,000 pounds. A team of 30 experts worked on it for five hours. You got to work fast when you're dealing with ice cream. They did it to draw attention to a couple different charities to help feed the hungry. So to make the world a better place. It wasn't just for a giant ice cream glory. And no ice cream headaches were reported, which is a testament to their professionalism. Nine. Tom Hanks crashed a wedding again. If you're getting married in a semi-public place, Tom Hanks might crash your wedding. He has a condition, perhaps. Some sort of psychological need to crash weddings. I'm not a psychologist. It's a nice story about a nice fellow. Everybody loves Tom Hanks. This couple were having a beach wedding in Santa Monica, and Tom Hanks happened to be there. He watched from a distance, but he was so moved by the ceremony that afterwards, he went up to the couple to tell them it was one of the most beautiful ceremonies he had ever seen. Isn't that nice? That's a nice thing to be told about your wedding ceremony. He also gave the couple some love advice, but nobody's revealing what it was. I'm going to guess it was something like keep on loving. Just you gay kids, keep on loving. Here's a little backstory. Tom Hanks crashed a couple's wedding, uh, their photo session in Central Park years ago. So wedding photos there, and he also posed for a photo with a bride in the early 90s when he was filming Forrest Gump. If you want to meet Tom Hanks, getting married might improve your chances. Eight. Our first Christmas story of the season, the bar that has a jukebox rule about playing Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. This bar in Dallas made the news the past week. The rules are that you can't play until December 1st. You can't play Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. And then it's only allowed to be played once per night. Mariah Carey heard about it. It's kind of funny. She uh, tweeted a picture of her getting ready to go to battle. The war on Christmas is on. Seven. It seems like Elon Musk is just about ready to donate enough money to charity to literally end famine. However, citation needed. This all started last week. Well, the campaign to get rich people's money, I mean, not famine. Famine started earlier than last week. This all started last week after uh, someone from the United Nations World Food Program told CNN that the world's billionaires could donate $6 billion and that would solve famine. Elon heard about it. He said, all right, let's go. I'll sell the Tesla stock right now. But I want to see the accounting process and I want to know the money's going to the right place. Then... The story flip-flopped a little where the United Nations fellow was like, no, the, the headline from CNN is misleading. Six billion won't solve world hunger, but it'll help. That's where we kind of left it there. We live in a time where it used to be kind of the thinking was we all have our part to play, right? Which I believe is true. And, and uh, if we could all give a little, we could solve. There's enough money in the world to solve world hunger, to solve uh, famine. It used to be like if you could just donate, if we all, you know, the, the price of a cup of coffee, you hear that a lot. Now we live in a time where one person could literally write a check and solve world hunger. That is uh, that's mind boggling when you think about it. Anyway, to be continued. 
six. Smelly flower continues to gross out and fascinate the public. The giant corpse flower has bloomed in California and people are lining up to see it and I presume smell it. Time is of the essence. Oh, essence. Did I say, did I, did, what happened to me? I'm a dad and the dad jokes just create themselves at some point once you're a dad. Anyway, the, uh, the big flower is actually called the Sumatran. It's the uh, Sumatran flower, but the nickname is corpse plant because it smells so awful. When corpse is part of your nickname, that usually has a negative connotation of, of some sort. It's not a lot of time to see it and smell it, and it creates excitement. If you have a botanical garden of your own, you might want to think about planting one of these. It draws a crowd. Five. By the way, the preceding story available in Smellorama to our Patreons at a level of uh, $97,000 per month, the Smellorama feed should be a thing, you guys. Smellorama, you should be able to, I mean, the things they can do nowadays, you should be able to get a podcast and smell it. Five. Did they solve the jetpack mystery? Maybe, you guys. Maybe it's solved. We talked about that person in a jetpack sighting at LAX before. Commercial airline pilots spotted someone in a jetpack flying dangerously close to airplanes. Who was doing that? Where did the jetpacker get the expertise? Where did the jetpacker get the technology? Is this someone from outer space? It's been almost two years of sightings and trying to figure it out, and now they may have it solved. It might be that the jetpacker sightings were because of a Jack Skellington balloon. Los Angeles police say a helicopter crew got photos of a life-size Jack Skellington Nightmare Before Christmas balloon near the spot where other sightings have happened. If you want to see a photo of this balloon, click our show notes. That'll get you back to our website. It's a creepy photo. It's just a balloon, but it's creepy. I have to say something here. I am the true believer at work, but my buddy Tony said, my buddy Tony, who would not usually think of this, said, Scott, if they want you to believe all those previous sightings were a balloon, all they got to do is release one Jack Skellington and everybody's like, oh, phew, if it was just a balloon. It's a cover-up. It it seems like a cover-up. So, I don't know. To be continued? Question mark. Four. A very, very big potato has made our countdown. A couple in New Zealand dug up a 17.2 pound potato and <laughs> named it Doug. They named the potato Doug, you guys. I love that. Every article on this uh, potato says it may be the largest ever harvested. And here's what I think is going on. They're wording it that way because all the fact checkers are busy on election stuff or COVID stuff, fact checking other stuff. They don't have time to chase down every potato story that comes across the desk, you know. So it may be the largest potato ever harvested. The interesting part of the article that I found was, uh, I'm quoting now, this is from ABC10. Colin and Donna were weeding their garden in New Zealand when Colin's hoe struck something huge. Colin wondered if it was some kind of strange fungal growth. Colin pried it out with his garden fork. He scratched away a bit of the skin and tasted it. So, end quote. So first, they discovered this giant potato by accident while weeding. Then Colin was like, not sure what this is. I'll just give it a taste then. Mm, could be a potato. You're living on the edge, Colin, my man. On the edge. By the way, the current world record holding giant potato is five kilograms. Dug the potato to do the metric. Almost eight kilograms. Shattering the record. 
If you don't have a chance to click the show notes and, and get back to the website and see the photo, I'll just describe it for you. A big potato that sort of looks like a walrus with his chin on his paw, like the thinker. It's a walrus statue. A wa- if you posed a walrus as the thinker and your medium was potato. There, I've described it. Nailed it. Three. This week, the SpaceX rocket restroom Renault was in the news a lot. The crew from the International Space Station, when they fly home in the SpaceX rocket, they'll have to, well, they're not going to be able to use the restroom because there's a problem with it. So until it gets resolved, they'll have to take care of business the same way astronauts did in the good old days, before there were um, space washrooms. Got a lot of press coverage this week. There's something about space toilets that captures the imagination of a lot of reporters, I guess. One time it happened before in the space station, and I I was on the radio, a different radio station. I wrote a song about it. Ground control to Major Tom. Analysis reveals that there's a problem with the John. A new study into whales shows that we were way off on how much whales eat. A blue whale, now keep in mind, that's the big one, can eat up to 50 million calories a day. Science didn't know this. Someone crunched the numbers. That would be around 80,000 Big Macs every day. So if you had a fast food franchise for whales, you would be the richest person on the planet. Next story. One. New time change study says keep doing the time change. Now, this is weird. I always heard that the time change was bad. Either moving the clock forward or backward was bad. More car accidents, medical emergencies. And I think the stats are still there for that. According to the expert uh, that we linked to for the first part of the argument, we should stop changing our clocks. But now another study, a new one out, says we should keep doing spring ahead fallback. I call it the spring ahead fallback boogie. But keep in mind, I didn't Google that. It sounds dirty. Now that I think of it, it could be dirty. Don't Google it. The argument with this new study is that we'd have to deal with the impact if we stopped doing daylight savings time. Daylight saving time. Sorry, every article is like, by the way, it's not savings, it's saving. Daylight saving time, if it were to go away, we'd have to deal with the impact of dark mornings and, quote, distorted sleep rhythms for three months a year instead of twice a year for three days. Where I live, we do it. It's pretty great getting the extra hour of sleep. This weekend will be pretty great in that regard. But I find I'm always hungry. Do you find you're always hungry at time change weekend? Clocks forward, clocks backwards. I never know. I just keep eating. Wait, that also, that was also me last weekend. Well, it was rainy. I mean, let's wrap it there. Thank you for liking, subscribing, star reviews, thumbs up reviews, thumbs down reviews, taking stars away, darkness. I guess when you take stars away, that would be darkness. Whatever. Thanks for interacting with the podcast and have a weird week, fellow weirdos. Really trying for a catchphrase. I think we can move some t-shirts if we just got the catchphrase down. 
fellow weirdos? Question mark. 